Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. I'm your host Andy Rowan. As usual, I'm joined by Big Jim and Goody. Thanks to the Rugby Pass for their help with the pod. You can watch the show on rugbypass.com. And uh, we're really genuinely excited to be sponsored this week by Australian swimwear company Budgie Smuggler. What are you laughing at? Oh dear. I'm really excited about it. Uh, they've got a contest on at the UK at the moment that sounds like it'd be right up your street, you two, especially you, Jim. It's called the Search for the UK's Most Ordinary Rig. If you've got a six pack, you're automatically disqualified. On the winner. Wow. So, I haven't got a six pack. But hang on, it's funny how you didn't say that Goody was going to be. Well, he said you got. Or, he said ordinary. He didn't say disgraceful rig. It's called, oh, okay. it's called ordinary rig. <laughs> sorry, sorry, first yeah. get going. They're looking for guys uh, that look like they could have been good at sport at some point in their life. Well, well technically, I, I was pretty good, but they're really good. Um, and look like they can still run for a cab or swing an axe. So can't do that. Uh, well, hang on, I could do both. I look like a hunter and gatherer. <laughs> <laughs> you get bonus points for likes and shares on social media, and the winner gets an open-top bus celebration, getting carried around London with them and 15 of their mates, and lots of booze as well, as a trip to Oz, to Australia. Wow, ordinary rig. Yeah. The top three ordinary rigs will also get flown to Australia for the Ashes of Ordinary, and that's on October the 27th this year. Um, so some awesome prizes for just being pretty ordinary um, and you can enter by getting an entertaining pick in smugglers and tagging hashtag budgie smuggler and hashtag ordinary rig uk on social media uh, if you haven't got your smugglers then head to the uk website uh, where there's overnight shipping and uh, full uh, competition details on there as well oh this is dangerous why well we're going to hong kong this week aren't we we're going to hong kong we're in the hey. same hotel hopefully next door rooms yeah, are you bringing some budgie smugglers? With you? Oh, Could you hang on? Wow, well, we buy the pool, won't we? Can you imagine you oh. in a pair of budgie smugglers? You're talking oh, about already. ordinary rig. Yeah. So ordinary, I'll take ordinary rig. Like ordinary is like it's an all right rig, like half decent rig. Yeah. No, I'll take it. Yeah. Do you see yourself as an ordinary <laughs> rig? <laughs> yeah, like ordinary rig. My issue is with you in this. If you put budgie smugglers on, your bush would be hanging out absolutely <laughs> everywhere, what down the sides, up over the top. Absolute bush, bush, bush. I think me and you might be. Um, judging it, judging the competition. Potentially, potentially. <laughs> potentially. he's if, not mate, decided if, if yet. If someone that knows about ordinary rigs, I'll take that. I think they oh, were. It's family day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. Family day. Bring your kid to work yeah. day, eh, Jim? I knew, I knew JJ was your favourite. You brought JJ it's to exciting, the podcast, mate. The fish was like, he, he looks like he's just like you. Lot to say, lot to say. Athletic, <laughs> chiselled. I reckon he's, he I reckon he's the postman's, but there we go. Yeah, mate, Jim JJ. was threatening him before the show as well. Sit down, be quiet, otherwise you're not eating for a week. <laughs> no, seriously, be quiet or I'll shave your head. <laughs> That's what I said to him. So and, such a mature dad, eh? Obviously, obviously uh, family day, you've come with your missus top on as well, Andy Rowe. Really? That's trendy. What? What, wearing your missus clothes? It's, it's that ain't trendy, mate. That's weird. It's, well, mate, cool. it's, it's not weird, it's normal now. <laughs> uh, talk to us about the boxing. Oh, mate. Disappointed. I sat there with bated breath, waiting to with, see. With what? With dog breath? With, with, <laughs> <laughs> it's an sp- expression, Jim. Oh, um, sorry. Waiting to see you ringside, as you promised, with a t-shirt on that says, I eat cat food. No, I was, um, yeah, I was further away than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> what, you were in front row? I thought you were mates with Eddie Hearn. Hearn yeah, they were pretty tight. No, it was, it was a big weekend, though. I haven't seen the replay yet, so. Well, there were, there's, there's nothing to say. Don't, yeah. don't watch it. Poor yeah. fight. It was rubbish. Everyone's going on about the ref. Yeah, the oh, ref, mate, was ref, ref was ref was shocking. Really? Yeah. Did you not watch it? You were there. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like you're so the, in such a big stadium, you yeah. end up watching it on the big screen most of the time. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, so the experience that you had in mind, you talked it in as if you were you actually walking him into the ring. You were yeah. good, like, cause he, I think, did he have his? He had an entourage of about his, forty. I was his like, granddad, weren't it? His granddad. Uh, his two uncles. Oh, was it his uncles? His yeah. Uncles, yeah. 
But he so, also had a massive entourage. I'm like, surely the weird fish has talked this up. Yeah. Andy Rose talked this up like their best mates. Been out on the smash with him. Blah 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 blah. Blanked Anthony Joshua. Yeah. So is there's always that yeah. vibe. And then you see the entourage. Where, where is he? Nowhere. Ideal scenario would have been you being in the entourage at the back with I eat cat food on a t-shirt. It didn't happen. Uh, what about my mate David Price? Do you know him? Well, he follows me on Twitter, oh, so I follow he? him back. Yeah, that was brutal, uh, mate. He was out. He was stood up, knocked out, wouldn't he? And then yeah. the, the left hook to finish him. Yeah. I mean, if that had been you, that'd have killed a man. I know. That, that's As like, in, if you were David Price, you'd be dead. The way he was stood. Absolute glass chin. <laughs> the way he was stood when he he took that first right-hand temple shot was like, you've had 30 pints, you're in, you've been on the all-dayer, you've been dancing for five hours, and it's you've been hit. Yeah. Like, as in, the beer's hit you, and you are standing there absolutely slippered. You yeah. don't know what's going on. Then your mate what, puts a mop round your face, and you <laughs> don't know. What, yeah, in life and in life, and you don't know what's hit you. Well, you do. Yeah. There's the piss and shit, yeah, exactly. sick and everything on those yeah. mops. Cardiff, good night. Yeah, it was a really good night. Finished up at about seven thirty yesterday Chip morning. Alley? No, I didn't go to Chip Alley. Back to Joe's hotel room. Just had a big night. I don't even know him, mate. You don't Joe. even know him. Joe. Uh, did you get out or just stay in the hotel? And- yeah, no, we went out. Um, Weatherspoons, we to- spoons, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like a Weatherspoons. Was everyone bo- was there, everyone shadow box on the street? That's normally what happens, doesn't oh, it, after God. a boxing match? Obviously, everyone's like, everyone can fight. You have like, 20 pints and you think like anyone can knock anyone out. I'll be honest, a night out in Cardiff, there doesn't have to be a boxing match on to see loads of people shadow boxing and actual boxing. How was your weekend? I was in Dublin for three days. Did an event on Friday. Forgot about your kids. Forgot about the kids, forgot about the wife. Um, got back late last night, which was Sunday night. It's Monday today we're recording. Yeah, I had a good weekend. I, I love Dublin. It's, it's a good got, place. It's got Cracking to the stage place. now. I can't go out. Like, seriously, I'm getting mobbed wherever I go. <laughs> I've had to buy a load of different beanies, bought a couple of different jackets... And yeah, people are videoing me down the street. So you have to it's go kind of, incognito. Yeah, so it's like I'm kind of hotel bound. Did you wear your big aviators again? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, it's funny, yeah. funny that because I've I've seen some clips on RugbyPass.com of of the work that Jim was doing. He's like, hi there, yeah, yeah, RugbyPass VIP Jim Hamilton. And all the security are like, never heard of you, mate. No, you're not coming in. I've yeah. seen the, I've seen the clip. Yeah, well, they're not rugby fans, are they? They're like, you know, you normal people. <laughs> but no, Dublin was good. Did an event with Luke Fitzgerald. Very safe. Uh, the night before. Five euros entry fee. You know, when I do it, it's 25 euros. But hey. But the ours was charity, mate. Do you know what I'm saying? Ours was charity. Do you that's know what, what I'm saying? saying. Ours was charity. There's, there's my market value. 20 euros a ticket. Yeah, that's added usually, value that's usually that to cover the food food cost. So <laughs> we need this amount of tickets. We've got expenses coming through. Uh, but no, it was good. Dublin was good, apart from the, the result, obviously. Um, heavily ruggers. I watched all the ruggers. How much easier is it watching a game of rugby? What, than playing it? <laughs> yeah. I watched that, that Sar- uh, Leinster-Sarries game yesterday. How intense was that at times? The contacts. That looked brutal. Yeah, it's pretty normal, mate. That's that's what we did. Nah, we, yeah. it isn't, mate. Yeah. Well, I, I retired two years ago to the very day uh, today. Two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that from Newcastle? Yeah. Okay. And in two years... You've put on 10 stone. Yes. Maybe eight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just look at the hits now, and I wince. I'll commentate on the game. We see, it's not like you've never seen it, and then you rock up and you go, oh, back in my day, it wasn't as brutal as this. I'm seeing rugby every week, and it's just phenomenal to see the power that the boys are going at each other. Yeah, that's what we did. And yeah, that's what we I did. see you've left your indelible mark on the team. Yeah. Sorry, he's lost because no Jim. Jim's retired, and the, the double European champions are no more. These are the whispers. I don't think it's as simple as that. Um, I think we would have <laughs> scraped through. I think we might have scraped through if I was there. But you have left your indelible mark on the team, haven't you? 
what two Champions Cups? Well, you handed over. You, well, you handed over your hands to Cruzo because he had about fourteen knock-ons. <laughs> <laughs> You've given him your dildos. Yeah, I don't know if it was just the knock-ons; it was the issue. But what, 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 what do you think the I issue was? I don't know. I, I'm, Go I'm, on, be honest. No, I, I don't think Saracens were at Leinster's level. I no, they weren't. Leinster looked primed, like, and it was one of them where we spoke about it before. You could have seen Saracens going there and winning. Like, it, it could have happened if they had Billy. If they had Billy, and if Owen was fit. Owen clearly won't fit. You could see that. What was his injury? Yeah, I think he had a quad strain and a yeah. hamstring strain. Because he, so he, he was literally standing delivering. Mate, quite yeah, he couldn't run, could he? You saw that. He was he was getting done on the outside as well, indeed. So they weren't primed. Where Leinster, in all facets of the game, they looked unbelievable. Hmm. I mean, their back row was a me- oh, Levy, spoke, yeah, Levy, mate, He was. I mean, one ugly mother, but I mean, he's a <laughs> he's some player. Right? He's high at the end. <laughs> yeah. He is some player, mate. He was like literally like the Goonies are in town, mate. He's uh... <laughs> Geordie Murphy, friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. He's, good looking. He's a good looking lad. Yeah, dominated. He's a good looking lad. He did, mate, the back row was immense. Mm. It, well, I mean, to be fair, all, all around, but mate, just their ability around the breakdown. And I'm, I'm stating the obvious because obviously one of the tries came off that, but I just thought all facets of the game. Maybe Saracens had a couple of opportunities. Yeah, the big thing for me, you look at the game and, and obviously Leinster scored the try after four minutes or whatever it was. Uh, Liam Williams misses the tackle yeah. um, and then they make the break so your big players are making little errors that top teams obviously make you pay for and then it was 13-12 and Saracens had they had more possession in the first half Saracens did um, and they weren't territory. going anywhere though were they, they, they really had load, they had a load of opportunities in, in and around Leinster's half um, and then 13-12 down and it's knockout rugby I don't know why they didn't take the three points windy was it? Well, that's what they said. Well, that, well they had the wind in their favour in that yeah, first half. Yeah, but the press conference after, like, I think they turned down a kick as well because of the wind was. Yeah, fair enough. Was so bad, yeah. so they would. But have then taken the line out. There you go, Jim Hamilton missing. The line out just before half time ended up knocking it on. They had two opportunities, didn't they? Yeah. One Leinster got penalised. The second one, and they, then knocked, they, stole they knocked it. on. Well, and yeah. they, did you see the way? It was eye opening for me. You see the way at half time, referee blows the whistle. Leinster, every player to a man, sprinted off that field. Yeah. I'm like that. Oh. I used to walk off and be no doubt last off. <laughs> I'd literally get to the change and sit down. They're like, right, time to go back out. But I'm like, what's happening here? They all legged it as fast as they could, like it was a fitness test. Mate, they're prime, man. That's what happens when you're in Dubai the week before. Yeah. Or instead you're at London Stadium playing against Harlequins in the Cup final. Yeah. No. And then that first 10 minutes after half time, yeah, they ripped you to shreds, didn't they? Yeah. That, that was Levy's try. Little, that intricate little play, just the forward passes it to another forward, gets it back on the inside. Yeah. It's so simple when you think about it. Yeah, there was a few standout players. I mean, for me, everyone's talking about Ryan in the second row. I'm like, he mate, lost a game. Good. 19, is it 19? Yeah, 19? he's the new Maratoji. Mate, he played Mara off the park yesterday. Yeah. Very impressed with him. Levy, Murphy, um, Nakawa. How do you say his name? Who? Nasiwa. <laughs> Nakawara. <laughs> Nakawara. <laughs> Nasiwa. Nakawara plays for Rassing. Mate, Nasiwa. Yeah. 30. Nine, forty-five years old, and he, fifty, mate. He was awesome. Yeah, mate. R- like not just in attack, but in defence yeah. as well. And the Kiwi, the, the Kiwi on the what? Ding Ling Ling, James Lowe. Yeah, he, he was, was outstanding defensively. He was it's something you don't actually necessarily always equate with New Zealand wingers and stuff. The defensive work that he put in, the shift he put in, and that's what that's where it was won at times, wasn't it? Their defence was. Yeah, the defence was but the, phenomenal. Defending like Saras- yeah. Saracens, mate. Yeah. They're all look, all watching the ball, mate. Look at me. Corbs, look what you've done to me, oh, mate. Every week. <laughs> look what you've done it. to me. But the you're, hurt, you, exactly. you're hurting now, aren't you? Mate, I'm not hurting are at you, all. Are you now, because you've done a couple of gigs in Leinster, in Dublin, obviously now you're going to claim that you're 
you know, you said Dublin, I'm coming home on Twitter and so obviously Saracens get knocked out, you're it's all because of you and you're Leinster, are you? Well I'm supporting Leinster now. Yeah. There we go. I was supporting Saracens. Um I, I wanted them to go go and win it without me. I did. You know, it was one of them I wanted <laughs> he them. He says that he's such a liar, isn't he? <laughs> I did. Do you hear the yeah. dishonesty in his voice? I then? wanted them to go 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 and win it without me. Yeah. You know, give someone else the glory. They had Dom Day on the bench for Saracens. Get he came, him, on, he came on for two minutes. Mate, he did. He, you're wrong. He did, mate. He did come on. Um, there were some good games at the weekend, but for me, Leinster, head and shoulders. I mean, yeah. Scarlets as well. Yeah. Very no, well their home, the home semi-final now uh, for Leinster, again, back at the Aviva Stadium yeah. against Scarlets. But they lost there, didn't they? They did. The Scarlets That's beat true. them in the Pro 12. No one cares about that semi-finals last year. You are getting rinsed on social media <laughs> as well, aren't you? No one cares about uh, the Pro 12, they Pro don't. 14. Terrible Have you spoken league. to anyone from your old team at all since they since they've been dropped out or not? No, I was chatting to the Leinster lads after the game. Oh, you're okay, so with them you've, you've yeah, yeah, I've been invited to Bill Bow if they make it. So I've basically got to pick up all the suntan lotion and, and take it over there. That's my role. <laughs> so that's what Leo Cullen said to me after. If I can if I can do that, then I can potentially be in and around the trophy again. I, I'll tell you what, get the picture with the Leinster shirt on as yeah, well. Exactly. The old John Terry of rugby, Jim Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, talking about Leo, did an interview post-game on side of the pitch with BT Sport. Oh, I've forgotten how good looking he is. After yeah. playing with him for years, yeah. he frightened the life out of you, wouldn't he? Mate, he frightened a few kids, he did. <laughs> he did. But I have to say again on record, biggest influence on my career in the early days was Leo yep. Cullen. Yep. Very intelligent rugby player and now obviously coach. And Stuart Lancaster. Mate, saw him the night before. On the smash? Outside Crystal, yeah. Crystal. It's not Crystal's. I've been told by many people it's Crystal. He was on the smash? Well, I don't know if he was on the smash, but it was so embarrassing. Do you remember that awkward moment? Me and Goody had a really awkward moment when we were in New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about it and say about the Lancaster one. So we've turned up to the team run, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you kind of loosely know a few people, so it's a bit of handshaking. And Jamie Hamilton is the analysis, uh, oh, yeah. anal- chief analysis for the All Blacks. Yeah. Jamie Hamilton, no relation of Jim Hamilton. No relation. Played scrum half for Leicester. Basically, did the analysis for Crusaders, been now upgraded to the All Blacks. So we're seeing, I haven't seen him since I was 18. Goody goes up to him and says, Jamie, big like, high five, big embrace, like cuddle each other. And I walk over and it's like one of them, you don't really... So I just follow Goody's suit, so I give him a big like, high five and go in for this awkward cuddle. <laughs> and it was the most... He didn't want it. He didn't want it. He thought, he thought I was a C-bomb, I could see. He's thinking of me basically mopping people in life. He's thinking scrappy-dappy-doer. Driving the Ford Orion to training, this guy's a joker. <laughs> so it was an awkward moment. Same thing happened on with, Saturday with Lanny. night. Oh, mate. I was... He's quite an awkward character in, in those... He's a school teacher persona, isn't he? Yeah. Because that's what he was. He was a school right. teacher. Mate, it was so funny. Shall I tell you what happened? Go on. So went to watch the boxing, <laughs> went back to the hotel, like incognito, okay, jacket on, got me woolly hat on. Shades on at night time? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. So he... he He's there outside Crystal. Trying, he must be trying to get his kids in. So they've rocked out of this big Mercedes car. Obviously, that's my style. He's my, trying to get his kids into Crystal. He's trying to get his kids into Crystal. And then so I'm like, oh, Lanny, you're right, mate. And then he looks at me and like, doesn't, so I take me out off. And he's like, oh, you're right. Like, as in t- to say, it's Jim Hamilton. Jim Hamilton, mate. Still no idea. Absolutely no idea. He said, oh, good on you, mate. Good on you, mate. Did you I was say like, good on you, mate. I'm a double Champions <laughs> Cup winner, mate. That's it. As I walked off. And, and I just turned back. It? Yeah, nothing. Absolutely and nothing. So you thought you were a fan and got out the pen and went to sign yeah. his autograph for you? Yeah. I did look at him and just say, dine in hell tomorrow, Lanny. And that was it. <laughs> he, did, he didn't. He said, good on you, mate. So that was embarrassing. Munster Toulon. What did you guys make of that game? It's tight. Oh, the, Nig- the Nigel Owen show, wasn't it? 
Is, is it that wrong what you're to say on? that? No, well, oh, there were some no, big decisions no, by referees. Hard, there were some hard decisions. Yeah. For me, the Zebo one, that's I think that's a penalty try. Yeah. In slow-mo, did they say it was in Ashton's hands and then he's tapped it out of his hands? Which No, what he said, he said the movement with his hand was in a position to try and catch it, I think. It's gone one-handed, at it? I know. He, 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 well, well, what he said on the TV from what I could hear, 25 pints of Guinness deep, that it was a legitimate mm. catch or he's been pushed. I don't know. I think Toulon are going to feel hard done by. And I think both. Toulon look good, actually, to be it fair. Did. It did. But, oh, Francois Trampou. Oh, my Trampou. Mate, he comes on. Decent Played, offload. Did really well. Came off the bench. Created Ashton's try. Yeah. With the little offload to Bastabute. Who gives it to Rashi? And then, oh, Francois Trampou, just fine touch. Kick it out, mate. Just kick it out. Kick it out or go and make the tackle. After <laughs> and he looked Neither. into it, he's like, "Oh, that's mine." <laughs> he put his arms up. Sip up on, sip up on. Or two is over. Has How thought, big? It mate. He's thought it's going into touch, so he's ran infield to try and stop the quick line out and just <laughs> comedy of errors. That's French rugby, though, isn't it? At times, it's one the of the sublime where, to the ridiculous. Yeah, you're looking at it, and it's so easy to say, so French. Yeah, like mate. You've won the game. Yeah. Kick the ball out. Francois Trampoop. Raging. He would be. And Ashley's given it to him as well. Yeah. In an interview, apparently. Oh, has he? Yeah. I saw him at, I saw him after the game. You could see Ashley weren't happy. Well, he, he was fuming with Nigel Owens towards the end because the last penalty, the, the game finisher was a penalty against Chris Ashton for not releasing the ball on the floor yeah. and getting up and trying to get Which off. I thought was harsh because he, oh, he, he was well doing a double roll. Yeah, it was a I double did, roll, I mate. did as well a little bit. No but... one released him. Double roll. We were allowed. Yeah. So, but he was fuming with that. But then he, uh, Toulon have only got themselves to blame. You know, they dominated the first half at times, and then they've got themselves into a winning position with Ashley's try. Uh, and Trampoop came on and kicked a few decent goals as well. And then he's gone from absolute hero to zero. Yeah. Sack him. One of the lads I was watching it with was like, "Do you reckon he'll get, he'll drop the goal?" I was like, "I don't think Trampoop's got it in him, mate." Got it in as well. I think it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, just you know, if they had an opportunity yeah. off, obviously Ashton before he got turned over. Yeah. yeah. Hell of a ding dong though. Andrew Con- Conway's Conway. try. Oh, what a try that was. That was... Man, I thought it was an easy try. you still got to see it and you've got to have the wheels to... Yeah, it's easy. That's the easy bit, mate. Jim. <laughs> but he didn't get touched. But because he was quick. And yeah. then he steps yeah. inside. Did he step inside Fekitara as well? Yeah, he did. On yeah. the line to make the conversion easier as well. Um, the atmosphere, and we both played there, haven't we? Uh, over at Turman Park. And it's a phenomenal atmosphere. European Cup Day as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, that... <laughs> did they get a bit of luck? Yeah, they did with Conor Murray's try as well. I think it is a try. Just the process of how it went through. People are complaining that Nigel Owens blew his whistle before Conor Murray put it down, but I don't think he did. Well, I think it took he, 20 minutes to decide, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had about eight pints in that time. Necked him everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Munster, you know, obviously they're going away to Bordeaux now to play Racing in the other semi. Yeah, it could be an all-Irish final. Could well be an all-Irish uh, final. Sorry, it could be an all-Pro 14 final. Or an all-Irish final. Let's not. Uh, come on, mate. Mate, hey, people are calling you out on there. They are. And this, people are misunderstanding my point. The Pro 14 League is garbage. The Pro 14 teams are good. They're proven. I'm they're, not saying the team. Proven. I'm not saying the teams are garbage. The standard of the league, week in week out, is garbage. But all those decent teams in there, so Munster, Leinster, Scarlets, um, who else is a decent team in there? Glasgow, they, they Edinburgh. They don't make the quarterfinals. Do they? <laughs> um, look, normally Glasgow, it's all geared towards playing Six Nations rugby, playing Autumn Internationals and, uh, you know, peaking for the Champions Cup. And, you know, they don't slog. You know, they were in Dubai last week. The Saris boys were at London Stadium. And the Premiership is a better quality, higher intensity league. I've got no doubt. You stick some of the Premiership teams in with some of the, the top Pro 14 teams over a season, the Premiership teams win. But it's too, you're not comparing apples with apples 
All I'm saying about the Pro 14, I say it week in, week out, if you stand there and put both leagues next to each other, it's not about who's qualified for what and who's in the semi-finals because the top teams in the Pro 14 and the Premiership are very, very tightly matched. But the actual identity of both leagues, Premiership, head and shoulders above. I can't believe you're saying you're comparing apples with apples. I was thinking... Actually, you're not comparing apples with apples. You're comparing chicken balls with chicken balls or <laughs> chicken balls with spare ribs. The Scarlets, uh, were, they, were they impressive or were La Rochelle just poor? I thought La Rochelle going to win. I text Barkley before the game. Like, you know, we text each other saying good luck. I said, mate, keep it under 50. And <laughs> he, he said, oh, cheers. Cheers for well, the good he? luck message. Play well. Uh, Scarlet deserved to win, I think. Luke Pierce, the referee. And I, you know, I talk referees Pearcey. up at times. Got decent arms on him here. Yeah, I t- he didn't get, do any favours for La Rochelle at all. No. Yeah, it was... Mate, the French play the game very differently. Yeah. Like they do, don't and they? It, and it's refereed very different at times in the top 14. And you know when you get a French referee, and this is the thing, when you get a French referee... Anything goes at the breakdown, doesn't it? One minute you can give a penalty away for not releasing on the floor, the next minute for not rolling away, and, and there's no consistency. Um, and that's a bit of a sweeping statement. There isn't masses of consistency uh, from the French referee. So when you're going into that game with a French referee, you don't know what you're going to get. So conversely, when the French teams come to play in Europe um, and get refereed by English, Scots or Welsh referees, whatever. Scots. Well, is there any Scots, Scottish <laughs> referees or Irish referees? Not yet. So um, You look at it and you think... They don't adapt as well because they're used to competing at every breakdown because sometimes you get away with it, sometimes you don't. Mm. Whereas a lot of the English referees or Nigel Owens or uh, an Irish referee will be consistent in how they referee the breakdown. First thing they look, always look for, tackler rolling away. And then the second thing is, is the tackler holding, is the uh, attacker holding on and is someone over the ball, wherever you come from the clean out. But the whole time, the inconsistencies of how it's refereed in France means the team's go into every breakdown trying to compete for absolutely everything and they get blown off the park sometimes. And you just wonder, don't you, in terms of analysis, if they do it on the referee? Because I know the Premiership clubs do, I'm sure the the Pro 14 clubs do. You wonder whether the French go into it and they're like, right, this referee gives away penalties for this. You know, statistically, this is what he's going to do. How boring is that? But that's what it is, mate. Listen, Scarlett, I think over the course of the game, they deserve to win. But the big thing for me, for La Rochelle, they were missing Jason Eaton, Victor Vito, two of their biggest players. I was Bottier. Kiwis. Bottier went off in the first half injured. Mate. You know, there's your three. Three of your top players gone. Yeah. Um, Murray Murray-Valu didn't play. They, they, they do have a few injuries, but Scarlett, you only beat what's in front of you, and that is building nicely now. The last time they got to a semi-final, the Scarlet's, I believe, was 2007, was it? You know the Scooty. Was it 2007? You, you, know, you, know, you know this. Was it 2007? Imagine. You want to keep talking about it. Was it 2006 going. or 2007? 2007. Mate, imagine. They lost, Scar- I can't remember who they lost to, Scarlet's. <laughs> Go on, Goody. Was I playing? I can't remember who got man of the match. I might, I might have been playing. I can't remember who got man of the match that day. Pat Howard? No. Pat, Pat Howard? Pat was coach. Was he? Pat was coach. I'm just trying to think. Oh, Ollie Smith? No, it was me. Oh, was it? Oh, it was me. <laughs> Yeah, we, we dusted them up at the uh, the Walker's Crisp Bowl. When was it? Uh, at the Walker's Crisp Bowl? Yeah, okay. 2007, I think, was it? Yeah, 2007. It 23 black, points. Black and white. Oh, I did, did I get 23 points? Yeah, 23 points. Scored, yeah. Did scored I, one. mate? You just said make sure he gets it in there. You like, Andy, get that in there before. <laughs> scored one. Crawled over the line in the first half. Was it a full house, was it, or not? Was it like... Yeah, a full house. No, in terms of you try conversion, I don't think, I don't drop, think drop goal. I don't know when they've got a drop goal. You know. what well, you know. No, I generally don't know when they've got a drop goal. don't think I did. But, you know... Little chip over off the outside of the boot for Shane Jennings. Remember that one? Geno. Genocide. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but Scarlet's now, Stephen Jones and Wayne Pivak, the coach, is there. There's chat now that Pivak's definitely getting the job uh, after Gatlin's done post-2019 World Cup. Yeah, they, they play an exciting brand of rugby. 
the, the forwards can offload and, and carry and, and interlink as well. Shingler's a great player. They'll 100% believe they can get to the Viva and win. Well, they did, didn't they? That was it. That's what, you know, mm. that's what Leo said in the press conference after. He's like, you know, you can't take Scarlet slightly. They did a job on them there before. Yeah. They've won. And, hey, imagine Scarlet's getting in the final. I know. It's the thing you talk about the Poo 14. Did I say Poo 14? The Pro 14, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, they can definitely win it. It's, you know, it's going to be a hell of a game. It, two teams with very contrasting ways of playing, I think. Yeah. Scarlet can get loose and can create a lot from nothing. Um, but Leinster's defence was what... I can't so. see Leinster losing. I can't. I'd be very, very surprised. Come on, Leinster, my boys. Well, here's the thing. The friend of the show, Tom Vondell, signed for the Scarlets, wasn't involved at the weekend, but the winger went off in the first half and they put um, Cubby Boy... On the way. On the ding a ling a ling a ling Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting. Bzzz. Maybe Tom Vondell plays in the semi-final with his... Clement 17, Racing 28. Dan Carter comes on, changes the game Forward with 20 pass. minutes. Yeah. You see it? Well, I saw how bad Clement were. Yeah. They went into a 9 0 lead and. I thought Clement were rubbish, mate. Mm. Defensively poor. They got hosed 49 0 last week, didn't they? I, uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, if Racing 92 didn't win that, then the, the next week's semi, or in a couple of weeks' semi final, Clement ain't winning that. I can't see it, mate. They, I weren't impressed with them. Well, Russing, yeah, Russing, win that. And Carter comes on, and uh, you know, I think they were a point down, weren't they? Or a point up or a point down when he's on. Either way, makes a little half break, passes it on to Mark Andre. And I think this is where rugby is a bit mad for me. The letter of the law states that if the ball comes out of the hands in a backwards motion, but still travels mm. forwards, it's not a forward pass. So yeah. Carter's passed it. It's released from his hands, a yard in front of the twenty-two, and Mark Andre has caught it a yard inside the 22, and scored. So if you're every fan, every Claremont fan in that stadium, you're going, well, it's two yards forward. But Wayne Barnes said, oh, his fingers look like they're pointing backwards. It looks like it's come out of his hand backwards. It's travelled forwards. I mean, what a crazy rule. How do you say forward in French? Because he didn't have a scooby-doo. On avant is a knock-on, I know that. So avant, avant's yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. Mate, he was Borat. It was hilarious. Hey, Barnsley. Mate, the ref mic stuff was hilarious. How was it? He's like Lachie, uh, Lachie. I can't, um, uh, lads, just come on Anglais, on Anglais. <laughs> he starts speaking <laughs> English. I'm like, mate, just say I'm going to chat to you in English, lads, because I've absolutely slipped. I don't know how to speak French. It's, I suppose it's an argument, though, isn't it? If you do get two French teams playing against each other, you know, and I know this whole thing about neutral referees, but are you best off not having a French referee in charge? I've met, what? So you can parlez-vous français avec les deux équipes. C'est très fatigué encore. C'est pour vite. Uh, je suis mangé. You am eat. Yeah, I am eat. <laughs> Mate, JP Doyle did the did a, a top fourteen game at the weekend, did he? The weekend before, possibly. Obviously. Yeah. Was it a Challenge Cup game? It might have been Challenge Cup. I game. don't know. Anyway, he, he, he refereed two Pooh Poo against San Francisco. I think yeah, he did. Yeah. So, so he's English ref in the Challenge Cup. There you court, go. So, so he's doing that and speaking French. Yeah. So I think if you're going to do that, you need to speak French. Well, Barnsley does speak. Mate. <laughs> Seriously, mate. I yeah. reckon Rennie Ranger spoke more French than him, mate. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, bro, bro. yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, who's? Uh, yeah, interesting. We bro, though. we bro. Claremont of uh, that club is. Mate, what's that? Uh, some serious questions there. Like, they get to the Champions Cups final last year, lose uh, to Saris, win the Bouclier de Brenos, the top fourteen. Mm. After losing the final, that's a massive tip of the hat. The emotions of losing such a big final, then bouncing back and winning your own league final is that's huge, yeah. massive, a few weeks later. But then this year, oh my days, absolute 
capitulation. Don't know what's wrong They're with down them. in ninth, I think, in the in the top fourteen. Um, no chance to get the only chance they had of getting in Europe for next year is by winning the um, the the Champions Cup this year. And then you get a home quarter final, a semi final in Bordeaux, which you know for a French team to play in France is. You know, uh, key to, to, to winning it. Um, and, yeah, unbelievable. They're just inept. And there's players there that were... You, you question the effort sometimes. Yeah. Maybe it's the Greg Laidlaw effect. You're horrible. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. I'm, horrible, I'm joking. Mate. I'm joking. Um, How good's a winger for the little guy? The Teddy Thomas. Yeah. Mark Andrew? Yeah. Is he a dwarf or not? <laughs> I'm not sure you can say that. What? What's the difference between a dwarf and a midget? We'll phone up Mike Tindall at some point. We'll see and ask him about yeah, we'll find yeah, yeah, exactly. What's the difference? See if he knows. What's Lee? What's Lee? What's Toss a dwarf? Or? Well, you know what you we're talking about there. You can't say. Who knows what you can say and can't say these days? But I am actually officially a giant. Anything over six foot six is a giant. Really? So I'm a giant. So you got? Is it called giantism? No, I don't think I've got is giantism it? because that's where you might look a bit strange with it. But I mean, I look extremely athletic and well, very mate, normal. You, and... Giantism. If, if you, you know, if you stood there naked, you'd. Be very tall, yeah. But then, you know, you're not in proportion. Hung like yeah. a squirrel. I need a pit. We have a two-second stop for a piss. Yeah, yeah. So hey. we've got we've got JJ in the studio now. Jim's <laughs> young son. J- uh, JJ, what's uh, what's the best thing about Dad? He's. You got nothing. You got, you got, <laughs> you got mate. Nothing. What do you mean you got nothing? I'm going to shave you your head, mate. If you don't say the right <laughs> thing, what you got? What, what do it... I do? I drive a Mustang. That's good, eh? He drives a Mustang and he's funny and he always gives me cuddles. Oh, nice, mate. Nice. Yeah, there'll be £10 in your bank account later. What's the worst thing? really good. No. <laughs> no. What's the, what's the worst thing about Dad? He always sends me to my room. What does he send you to, to your room for? I don't know. What do you mean? Do I tell you off? Do I shout much? Yes. Yeah. Is he? Mummy's scarier. Mum's scarier? Mum's scarier than Dad. Yeah, Mum is scarier than Dad, eh? Yeah. And what do you reckon? Do you reckon me and you should go to Vegas and leave the, leave Mum and Phoebe and, and the twins at home? Yeah. Uh, and what should we do in Vegas? Eat chocolate chip cookies. Oh, mate, you oh. are so loose, mate. You, you are, are crazy. Yeah. Here's your son. And ice cream. And ice cream. And ice cream. What about gambling? What's gambling? Yeah, you don't want to know what gambling <laughs> is, mate. Don't speak to Goody about gambling. What's gambling? Uh, what about smoking vapes? No. Yeah, exactly. You don't speak smoking good... apes. <laughs> yeah, what's exactly smoking apes. Mate, we're not smoking apes, mate. Smoking vapes. What <laughs> so. apes that smoke? Apes that smoke as well, mate. Anything can happen in the, this world. What do you want to be when you grow up? Do we talk about that? A tennis player. Oh, great. Not rugby. No. Do you have a racket? Yep. Of course he does, mate. Just checking. Yeah, we've got a Mustang. He's got a racket. Of course he has. What kind of dad do you think I am? Uh, JJ. So Goody's just about to come in now. So Goody, if you come in. JJ, if you could describe Andy Good in one word, to so look at him, look at him, so look him up and down, what word would you say? No, uh, complete honesty. You need to be a child yeah. now, you need to be a kid. Just say it. Say what you see. Funny. Funny. Fatty, fatty. Funny. Funny. <laughs> he said fatty. Yes. I said funny. He said yes, fatty. JJ. He said fatty. No, I said funny. Right, cheers, JJ. See you in a bit, mate. If you don't leave now, you're getting your head shaved. Go on. <laughs> go on, then out you go. Good man, JJ. There you go. Bring, bring your kid to work, though. Got any rumours floating around, boys? Do you not want to talk about the, the Challenge Cup? The what? Yeah, I want to talk about the Challenge Cup. The what? <laughs> I don't even know what this is. Oh, Challenge Cup Newcastle. I was up there Friday. Uh, gave Toby Floodman the match. Gutted. Why? <laughs> no, he played well, actually. Um, the semis are Gloucester against Newcastle. Nice. And the other side is Pooh against uh, Cardiff. Cardiff, but Cardiff beat Edinburgh. Yeah, up in Edinburgh. How surprising. Yeah, yeah. Surprising yeah. Edinburgh been on a roll. But, you know, Newcastle, you know, we talked about them as 
top four contenders, the way they played against Breve. Breve were fairly average. They're 13th in the in the top 14, looking at basically just trying to do anything to stay in that league. So they didn't really come with their A game or their first team. But Newcastle, they put some good shape on it, but they struggled to score tries. Their accuracy was poor and load of knock-ons. So you start to think of why, who's going to get in the top four. And, you know, Newcastle now have got that semi-final, some big games coming up. Good weekend, though. I love Newcastle. Night out. No, man, this is very rugged. Very rugged. Yeah. Well, let's change it because uh, there was a bit of debate on Twitter this week. What? Well, you know, we talked last week about you were talking about your peel back and all that stuff, and people were like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're on about, mate. I've got a new new question what? for people. Okay. A new question for people. I, I need to mention as well that I don't always look at my. Peel back? Or? Uh, yeah, well, I always peel. No, I never peel back. <laughs> but I never ever. So I never peel back and I never peel back through my mentions either. Okay. I do sometimes. But not always, so I have to apologise if people tweet me. I mean, I get, I'm get i getting thousands a day. It's like when you tweet other people and they just blank you, like... Uh, J.K. Rowan. Yeah. Joe? Yeah, J.K. No, she Rowan. private messaged me. She didn't. And Lanny, I saw, me and Lanny sorted it out after yeah, the game as well. <laughs> so he asked me for a selfie for his kids. Um, so the question is, if you go for a wee in the night, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, as a man, and it's dark and you don't want the lights on, do you do a sit-down wee-wee? Without doubt. We need to know this from the men out there. Without doubt. Because you're admitting to doing sit-down wee-wees. I do. Yes, I agree. I do. I sit down, do a wee-wee, and obviously, after have to hold so dip in the water at the bottom. <laughs> your tea bags are. Yeah. Oh, you... I've seen yours, mate. Yours is like a carrier bag, mate. It's a Sainsbury's carrier bag full of water. And also, you can give yourself a courtesy wipe as well. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever do that? Like in the day, you ever think, right, go to the toilet, have a courtesy wipe? No? Well, if it's really sweaty. A courtesy yeah, wipe? Yeah. yeah. We all sweat, don't we? No, Goody, surely you get a sweet. Mate, mate, surely, mate. He, he just deals with like he's feated, feated to within an inch of its life. Mate, he gives a courtesy wipe underneath his belly. You know, like lifts up <laughs> in, in between the, in between the belly and the bum bag. Woof, <laughs> baby wipe. So sit down, sit down. Uh, so do you do sit down wee wees in the night, or are you always a sit down wee wee? I'll that'll always be my go to. Yeah, sit down wee wees. Yeah, really. Yeah, do you know what? Jim? What all time of the day? Generally, yeah. I, I'm the same. I sit down wee wee. Yeah, really at home. So, so we're doing a poll on that or what? We... Yeah, yeah, get you So we'll ask it out on our Twitter. Let us know. Uh, Do... Girls and boys as well. Well, because I'd, I'd hope all girls sit down. Well, with not necessarily. There's a she we. Well, fish knows it. everything, mate. There's a she, there's a she he. You what? A she we. A he he. A he he. A he he. A she we. A she we. So you can the girls can stand up and go to talk. They use it at a festival. A she we. A what he he. A she we. I've no idea. what So they stand up and. Far yeah, out. You are disgusting, mate. Horrendous, Andy Rowe. Is that what Kiwis do? Right, well, this, I mean, this world is going crazy. Should we go straight to the rumour mill then? Doran yeah. West is leaving. Yes. Where's he going? Where's he going? I don't know. But I, I think know. it's difficult now, right? Like, where, so the market, you look at it, so Cole Hogg, good friend of mine, is leaving Worcester. Where's he going? Dorian West, where's he going? Where are the opportunities? Well, you, you've got, you, no. you feel bad about Dorian West because you've got in the sack. No, mate. Yeah, you have. You, no, no. You, the way you talked about that forward pack, I don't know anything about forward packs, but you went there, you did some stuff for Rugby Pass, and you, know, you said, listen, Nobby, you, your pack's getting hosed. And then a few months later, we sacked. No, do, mate. Do you that, feel guilty? That was you. Not at all, mate. Naturally, people would say uh, Newcastle under Dean Richards, but apparently Dean doesn't want him there. Because I think they're very good friends, but they would struggle to work together. And Newcastle are doing well with that. Yeah. They don't need him. Maybe, Nick, maybe Nick, I don't know, maybe a London Irish or something like that. Well, they've got Declan Kidney Beans now and Let's Kiss. Yeah, I'm out of that. I know. think, in, you know, interestingly for Dorian West now, do you, you know, another DOR, does he empl- employs Dorian West? You have to find out the ins and outs of of his coaching methods and, um, you know, how progressive he is. And, that, and that's the tough thing. It's worked for Cockrell at Edinburgh. 
Yeah, he he changed a lot there, and he was a head coach, so yeah. Um, it'd be interesting for Dorian West. You, you hope he rocks up somewhere and um, has another impact because you know the coaching gigs now are, are few and far between and tough. Myler, yes. Where's he going? Sale, I've heard. So does that mean Cipriani's not going? I've to sale? also heard Cipriani's <laughs> going to sale. Really? Hmm. Get the double checkbook out. Well, AJ McGinty's doing a good job there as well. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I've heard Myler might go. There's chat of him going to Connacht as well. Yeah. You fan of Myler? Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, I am. I am. Listen, Stephen Steve Myler, the game, if you're comparing Stephen Myler with a Cipriani or a, a Marcus Smith or, um, you know, someone like... Uh, he's very similar to George Ward. Yeah, Myler's a control intent. Basically, he's a slimmer, quicker, younger version of myself. Okay. Doesn't make too many line breaks. Ship bloat them. Well, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Myler's a good lad to be, from what I've heard. Um but no, he's a, he's a kicking fly half, isn't he? That controls a game, and you know he has he has been very successful at Northampton. But you, don't, you don't score the points you scored and have the success in a team and the longevity. I think he's been there 10, 11 years or whatever without being a decent player. The thing is, the older you get, you have to find a, a club that suits you, and you know you have to find an opportunity whereby you can flourish and still be that first choice ten. And you know it does get tougher and tougher. Um, you know the game is. Becoming faster, everyone wants to see these, you know, fly offs make breaks. Bowden Barrett is the number one fly off in the world now. So, you know, in in my era, Johnny Wilkinson was the number one ten in the world, and everyone aspired to be Johnny. So it was the whole kicking thing. It was the control of a game, etc. Now you're seeing Bowden Barrett be the ten for the All Blacks, and he's the best ten in the world. And everyone aspires to play like Bowden Barrett. You know, have that attacking intent, that ability to create something out of nothing. And um, you know, you have to know your own limitations and your own strengths as a ten, and, and play to those. And find an environment that works for you because um, you know Sale could be a really good fit for him um, and, you, and you talk about that and other players Matt Mullins rooms of him leaving Wasps and going to Sale as well um, I think he's got another year left in his contract so that would be an interesting one but um, yeah here's another one go on surprise by surprise yeah Owen Williams maybe leaving Gloucester oh really yeah to go to back to Wales Dragons they're signing a few boys aren't they yeah, so I don't, I don't know, a weird one, eh? Because he went to Gloucester on well, big, just, big dollar. Big dollar three-year three, three year deal, isn't it? Yeah. But then 350, 400 something minutes. like that, yeah. A year? Mm. But he's not played much, has he? And then maybe Billy Burns has been playing well for yeah, them as well. Yeah, he's been injured. And, yeah, I mean... But I think it worked quite well when he's been at 12 as well. Yeah. But then, I suppose, he's a, if he's getting lent on by Wales to come back and play uh, in, in, in Wales and the Dragons are supposedly going to be a lot better next year than they were... This year. I mean, you ruined Dragons this season as well, haven't you, Jim? Mate. By, I, doing, by doing that voiceover... I feel bad. I feel bad. They'll bounce back, though, because I told Moriarty to go there. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone there, yeah. mate. Yeah, George I don't North? think I told him. I think 500 bags told him. <laughs> uh, George North, yeah, he could be going. Go on, Goody, you must have some, mate. Um, not largely. The, the thing with rumours are we're in April, and you know, you think about all the contracts that you've ever signed. I know the... When did you sign? You signed for Saracens quite late in the year, did you? Because you got out of Montpellier. Because yeah, yeah, so Saracens were desperate for me, so they paid a huge transfer fee. Or you fell out with Fabio Gautier. Fabio Gautier, they're absolute cowboy. Yeehaw! 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 Yeah, but mate, usually they're done quite early. Your best players are done early. Yeah, which mine always were. Mine were generally done by like like, you you were end of May, weren't you? No, August, like August, as in August the year before. So they're fighting (laughs) for me, mate. That's generally what happens. Dreaming. Petty Jackson, apparently. No, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even want to say where he might be going because I don't know whether this is true or false. Well, there's rumours of Exeter. Okay. Uh, listen, Montpellier. Yeah. Not, I don't, I don't get Montpellier because they've got Aaron Cruden. Um, yeah, he needs to leave. I, I, actually, to be fair, <clears throat> as I was leaving there, all the front page news in Ireland was that his contract needs to be terminate, terminated. 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 
whatever that means. You but make you make up a lot of new words, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's what I do, mate. There's a Jim Hamilton dictionary. Um, <laughs> but that, that was the front page news of the papers on Sunday was that there's pressure on Ulster to terminate his contract. But this is the thing, though, right? He's been through the trial process. Mm. He's had his name all over the press and Stuart Holding that, you know, on Twitter and, and social media, they, they've they been guilty for nine weeks mm. in many, many people's eyes. Um, but he has gone through a court of law and he's been found not guilty. So he, his life now in Belfast, everyone has seen this nine-week nine trial. Everyone's formulated their opinion. And it's very, very difficult for him now and Ulster to know what the best path is. It obviously isn't just about... The guilty or not guilty, that's what people are talking about there. What it seems, obviously, what happened in terms of the manner and what they went out that night, what happened after that, going back to his with a few of the guys, that seems to be the problem as well, which you can mm. understand a little bit as well. But this is where stuff like this needs to be done without names being mentioned mm. because it's not, you know, it's not fair. It's not fair on anyone. No. Because all, automatically you pass judgment, don't you? Yeah, you, you say, do. oh, yeah. rub, oh, rugby lads, look, you know, they've gone out, they've yeah, done people, this. Like, who do they think they are? People on Twitter were saying every rugby lad's like that. I'm not, they're not. You know, to, to tarnish every rugby bloke with that is completely wrong. Um, you look at it, if you take yourself out of it, if you own Ulster, okay, or you're the money man there, you can understand where he's coming from. Right, so, so the big sponsors for them is exactly, okay, it's, you know, you've got Paddy Jackson, arguably one of your highest paid players in the team. He's the guy that's going to be fronting it up in a, yeah. in a position where you need to front up and yeah. you're the, the star player and the star role. On the pitch, they haven't delivered at all. It just seems like something needs to change there. So you can understand why in that sense. But, uh, you know, ultimately, he was Ireland's backup fly after to Sexton. He's one of Ulster's best players, as you said. Yeah. Um, so some big decisions. I don't know they're doing. They're looking into it now with a, a panel of senior management, etc., the RFU and Ulster, to make the, the best decision for everyone, I suppose. All right, well, shall we uh, wrap it up with the good, the bad, the ugly? Find out what's been good, what's been bad, and what's been ugly in rugby. It's all been r- Surely it's just ruggers, 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 isn't it? It's not a lot happening. Loads of ruggers. Um, the good this week, there's two things really that stand out. Obviously, we've seen the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup, etc. But two real standout performances. Obviously, Leinster, the favourites, um, an amazing game yesterday. Dan Levy, uh, 14 tackles, 16 carries, 82 metres made. Man of the match performance. Unreal. And an eye to remember it with as well. The swelling on his face. It was unbelievable. That was an outstanding individual performance. But for me, the moment of uh, the Champions Cup quarterfinal weekend, just because of the theatre of scoring a try towards the death, a wonderful individual try at Toman Park where the passion um, and everything that Munster's about, those big European weekends, uh, Andrew Conway's try was an absolute worldie. I don't know, it came from Francois Trump who's mistouched, but... And there were other errors from Toulon, but to score that individually with everything on it to win the game, step in Fekitera at the end as well to get close to the post to make it a simple conversion. My good, this week goes to Andrew Conway and his try. The bad. Um, Claremont, their fourth home defeat of the season, uh, especially knockout rugby. You expect them when they put all their eggs in that basket to be a bit better than they were. What else was bad? The Australian Sevens captain, James Stannard, hospitalised with a fractured skull after he was punched in the head while walking in the suburbs of Sydney in the early hours of uh, the morning. He's now going to miss the Commonwealth Games. I think, by all accounts, it was a British bloke that's whacked him or whatever. Um, so that's not good. But for me, the bad this week was the overall officiating, and particularly the use of the TMO. Uh, and you go back to Nigel Owens' game, the TMO, John Mason in the Monster versus Toulon game. I'm not saying the bad was Nigel Owens, I'm saying the whole process. I think the first half was something like 56 minutes in, in time, and... A lot of the intensity was taken out by the long-driven process. 
uh, of using the TMO. And for me, some of the decisions they got wrong potentially. So the bad this week goes to the overuse of the TMO. And then the ugly. Um, there's only one thing to talk about really for me in the ugly this week. And it's going Tell to me, Wales. Oh, I thought you were going to say the size of the Racing Metro prop. Tamifuna. How big? 160 clicks. His Horace was hanging out everywhere. Mate, literally, <laughs> you could nearly see his nuts. Mate, <laughs> see what he had for dinner last week. I don't know about yeah. that. But uh, no, the ugliest week, we're going to Wales um, and the Park U Scarlets. There was reports of uh, some racist abuse coming out of the, the, the crowd. Uh, What's going on? Directed to a few of the uh, La Rochelle players. Um, absolutely no place for it in the game. That's really ugly and that's, there's no place for that. But what I will say in the same breath is some of the Scarlets fans have called out and named, I think, some of the perpetrators. Um, so it, it's sort of self-policing. So small minority of Scarlet's fans with the, with the racist abuse, horrendous. We've never seen it in rugby, I don't think. Um, apparently there was monkey noises and things like that. Absolutely no place for that at all. Uh, but then also give you give some of the Scarlet's fans a tip of the hat for you know encouraging on Twitter to find out who exactly it was and, and to ban them for life and kick them out of you know, supporting and being allowed in rugby grounds because there's no place for it in any walk of life. Well, this is, we can't get to this stage either because we are seeing the game change, aren't we? We're mm. seeing not the integrity of the game changing, but the profile of the players, there's more money coming into it. We've seen some of the players going to the referees. You know, we're seeing more kind of on-field jest between players. You obviously spoke about the Bastro incident earlier in the season. And then what you don't want to see is the experience of going to a rugby game as well deteriorating deteriorating and become away from what everyone loves about the game across the world and what gives rugby its its culture gives it's it a good name yeah you know, good in, name. in around the net in, in around the world rugby is held in quite high you speak to any football fan um and they talk about going to watch a game and there's some there's some pictures today of Delhi Ali scoring against uh, Chelsea yesterday, and they're just panning on the crowd, and they're all giving the bird, the V's, the wanker signs, etc., etc. And you can put, you can, we can smile about it and say, oh, that's quite funny, but it actually, what that portrays across the world, and it's some, you know, the game of football is worldwide, and rugby is getting that way in terms of the exposure week in week out. Well, it comes down to values, doesn't it? Yeah, like, that's you, it. You know, you see pe- people see that as acceptable; they'll continue to do it, and it will grow. Um, you know, in rugby, if anything like that's deemed acceptable, you know, the, the name of rugby is slightly tarnished. So, um, you know, for those idiots, small-minded, small minority of people that were Scarlet's fans, and I don't think they're obviously weekly fans because that was a massive event down in the uh, internationally to get the home quarter finals, 15,000 there. They normally get about 3,000, so... Um, You're horrible, mate. <laughs> but a small minority of fans, you know, have, have put a stain on... Um, what was a wonderful weekend for the Scarlets and into the semi-final they go so the ugly this week goes to those uh, small minority of racist fans from the Scarlets alright that is the rugby pod thank you very much the good, the bad, the ugly finishing it off there don't forget to subscribe uh, follow us on Twitter review us on iTunes and check out eventbrite.co.uk for details on all our upcoming live shows rugby pod rugby pod 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 pod, pod.